you expecting to get Aaron Robinson back to, for this game? There's a chance. He practiced with us uh, last week. He was out there with us yesterday doing a lot more. He's moving well. I'd say, obviously, coming off the injury, you know, that kind of delayed his start with the season, I'd say he's been very encouraging in terms of how he's moving. He's been really involved uh, schematically and game plan-wise throughout the entire course of this process with Mike Trier and Jerome Henderson in terms of staying up on what we're doing, terminology, verbiage, communication. So in terms of everything we've done throughout the season, he's been very involved in that. So it's helped him kind of move up quickly mentally. We'll see where it goes these next couple of days. Um, obviously, we got, you know, JRs on the roster now, some other guys. We'll see how he kind of picks up the scheme and stuff, but there's a chance. How about Ellerson? I guess he's in the same boat? Or? He's actually in the same boat. He's in the same boat. So uh, we'll see him out there today again. You know, there's kind of, you know, different list of guys at the corner, star position, as well as the outside backers. So we'll kind of see how it shakes out. Do you think, I don't know what most teams do, but is it, is it better to have your best guy shadow Tyree Kill, or do you throw different guys at Tyree Kill? What do you do with Ty Tyree Kill? I think it's all based on the scheme you're playing. You can watch some schemes where they match up, you know, best on best. Some some schemes will match up, you know, best on second best and give double team help to the best guy. Uh, different coordinators have different philosophies. Sometimes you do it differently based on different calls within the game. I think it's kind of six of one hit does another in terms of how you do it. At the end of the day, he's a good player. So even if you're matched up best on best or you got some kind of double team help, one they're very creative schematically to get them open anyway. All right, you can watch enough games right there where this guy's used to getting the double teams. And then also you got to play with good technique and fundamentals. And you got to play the course of the play. It's the other key thing is these plays are extended plays. You, know, you can't play through when you think the play is over. you got to play through when the play stops, the whistle's blown, it's fully done. Because you watch every game, teams that win the games against them, teams that keep it close, teams get blown out. There's a common theme in all of them. doesn't matter how the score ends up. They're going to hit some balls down the field on you. That's just going to happen. you got to keep playing the course of the game on through and not lose your mind when they make plays. Does it help that your two top outside corners, Adoree and James, seem comfortable in the slot where maybe not every outside corner does? Yeah, I'd say the versatility our guys have built in gives us some you know, flexibility in schemes. So in terms of whether it's this team or another team, that's something that you know we don't we don't have to overthink too much in terms of how we use our players. They've played inside, outside. They've run zone. They've run man. That stuff all matches up for us. Joe, you mentioned the other day that um, offensively you kind of have to decide with a team like the Chiefs. You know, do you want to try to grind out and hold the ball to keep it away from them, or do you want to just know? You know, the options. You know, we go for it. How much? Where does the running game come into play with that? Because it seems like your team, you know, has done some good things, but the running game still seems to be something that's like I don't know if you think you can count on it every week. You're saying like how much does how we plan to run it? How's that affect with them? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't really grind it out on them unless you can't run unless you can run the ball. Well, there's different ways of grinding out on teams. So I know what you're saying in terms of you know the grind out the runs. You know, you watch a lot of teams throughout the league. There's some games where teams barely throw the ball at all. You know, I've been in games where, you know, we've, you know, had different game plans where you'd say we're going to grind it out. The entire game plan is dink, dunk, pass the screens, things of that nature. Uh, but the run game's got to factor in some way, shape, or form. You have to be able to be balanced and run the game. And I, when I talk about balance, again, it's not always, you know, you got 25 runs, 25 passes. To me, balance is you have to be able to run the ball or throw the ball when you have to. With, with um, Saquon, let's say, not in the mix, do you go into each week, do you think you can get enough done in the running game? I mean, I, I know you want to, but sometimes the numbers just aren't there. Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of confidence in running backs on our roster. Book, Penny, Gary, those guys right there, they work hard. You know, Daniel does a good job in the run game as well. So in terms of manufacturing, you know, the production of the run game, we have to find different ways of doing that. But we have confidence in players we have. What are those uh, three guys going to do today, Kadarius, Kenny, and uh, Saquon? Uh, they'll start with the trainers. 
they should incorporate me more at the team today than they've been the last few days. We'll see how they go to the trainers. Uh, we're expecting a little bit more out of those guys today, though. Yesterday, Logan was talking about um, how he feels like the NFL needs to do away with the turf fields because he, he, he thinks uh, there's a lot of injuries that are happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware of you know what his statements were. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just keep the focus on the football part. I'll let the facilities crew deal with the other part. Uh, guys like Aaron Robinson, when he's on IR or PUP or whatever, is he involved in all the walkthroughs? Like, or is he out there when you guys do the walkthrough, the second practice on Wednesday? Like, is he out there on the field with you guys? Yeah, he's present through them. Now, there's some things he can and can't do through, you know, PUP as far as being involved in certain kind of walkthroughs. But in terms of the meetings, we do a lot of meetings on our feet. We do a lot of meetings kind of, you know, that we kind of talk and walk at the same time where it's not like a full-out just practice walkthrough, but it's more of a kind of, you know, we just call it, hey, you know, meet on our feet. He's done a lot of that. He gets a lot of extra work throughout the day with our coaches. And, again, that's been really good for him to stay up and current. He's a smart dude. He's very involved. He's a good communicator. Um, he's very, very focused. That's something that jumped out to us right away with this guy when we met him down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Definitely carried over when we got him. Obviously, a lot of guys get hurt and they get disengaged, especially young players who don't know how to respond to that. He's done a really good job of staying very engaged and very present in the moment, understanding, okay, my role this week may not be active at the game because of my situation, but my role this week is to mentally be engaged, you know, make progress going forward, and then be with the trainers and strength staff to go ahead and get physically better so I can get on the field. And he's done a really good job of that. What does he bring skill set wise? We haven't seen him do anything at all yet. Well, he's got really good top end speed, he's got very good short area quickness, he's good instincts in terms of matching receivers, he's very good ball skills. He's got a physical presence to him. That was one of the things that really jumped out to us when we looked at this guy, you know, through college taping down at Mobile. You know, he's a physical corner. He really is. And that physicality comes into, you know, how you tackle, but then also how you can play in the line of scrimmage with hands and, and, you know, really go ahead and be disruptive. He does a good job of that. You know, he's one of those guys when you watch him from across the ball, he doesn't blink much pre-snap. You know, he's always looking into it, he's anticipating moves. But physically, you know, this guy's got a pretty good skill set. You guys have done a little bit of a better job this year containing tight ends than maybe in previous years. But with that being said, how do you plan to contain Travis Kelsey? Well, I think all these players are different. So it's not just about the tight end position in general. It's about the players you're playing, the schemes they use. Um, look, they're going to find ways to get in the ball. He's one of the top players in the league for a reason. They're going to find ways to get in the ball. They're going to find ways to try to find a matchup they like, whether it's against zone or man. They're going to be very inventive with them. You know, some of the things you look at that you know Andy does, it's very specific to the players in terms of you know, freeing them up throughout the game. They'll see if you're trying to, you know, give help to somebody and they'll find the matchup on whoever's single right there. So, look, it's going to take, you know, it's going to take everyone to go ahead and help on this guy right here. we got to go ahead and make sure that whatever we play, we play sound with good fundamentals. we got to do a good job tackling this guy in space. A lot of people make the mistake of going in there on him with, you know, assuming with a lot of tight ends that he's going to be more a straight line runner. He's got real good vertical one-cut ability. That short space, he sticks his foot in the ground and makes you miss. He's got a good stiff arm. He's very instinctive in terms of running. He knows how to set up the blocks down the field. You see a lot of guys slip and fall in their field out there. I think these guys do a good job as a team playing to that advantage of understanding their surface. And when you watch opponents play, there's a lot of guys on the ground. We got to play with good footing, put our feet under us, keep our cleats in the ground. But you talk about a guy like Kelsey, he understands in space because he's a bigger type receiver as a tight end. Guys are going to play a little more out of control with him. You know, they're going to try and go ahead and get their shoulder on him to make sure they secure the tackle. He could cut back very effectively. And if you go ahead and soft play him on the edge because you don't want to get run by, he can lower his shoulder and play through the contact right there and keep extending the play. Joe, with, with, um, with, with the schedule on Monday, being on the road for a Monday night game, um, I would imagine you're going to try to use your, your time as best as possible. But, you know, that old cliche of the hay is in the barn. Is the hay ever in the barn when you're playing a Monday night game and you have the entire day 
to kind of go through things or can you think too much? Well, my philosophy is, you know, I don't think the game plan is ever fully complete. You want to give your players what you're doing going in as a plan, but you kind of think of it this way. If you would make an adjustment on the sideline or at halftime, why be afraid to make that adjustment the night before the game? Why be afraid to make that adjustment the morning of the game? If there's something you think of that's going to help the team, you know, make it while they have time to really go through it and understand it fully. So I know a lot of you know places that say hey, we want to have the game plan fully complete and everything's done. We obviously get the majority of all that done. We have a game plan that's that's ready to go. I wouldn't say it's set in terms of we're not going to make adjustments off it. It's more in terms of set of here's the game plan. Now anything we see along the way to make you know an adjustment to give us an advantage, we do. Last meeting I had with the coaches before the game every week, I always express them all the time. Don't be afraid to make adjustments. If you see something that's going to help us, it's different than what we prepared for. Let's make sure we clearly communicate and explain to the players what we have to do. These practices, you incorporated more fundamental work, or you returned to it. Some physicality as well. Did you keep that intensity high this week, or did you dial it back down? How did you handle this week? No, the core principles of working on fundamentals, we always try to have. You know, in terms of the elements of specific, some specific drills that last week, they carried over. You know, Wednesday for us was, you know, it's a longer week. We did the kind of double walkthrough day. Yesterday was in pads, went out and practice, had some good tempo, you know, popped the pads a good bit, got some good you know, work in the run game, some good individual matchups, one-on-one pass, seven-on-seven, some extra things we had to get just for more of the fundamentals, where it was more giants on giants, and then we had time to get the team periods versus the Chiefs. So, you know, that's something we had to focus on right there, and then, you know, today we'll continue working on fundamentals out here.